0: You're listening to Blast Podcasting, episode 22. Go, go, power
1: podcast.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blast Podcasting. I'm your host, Xander Scullion, and of course, I'm joined with...
1: Anthony, your co-host.
0: Yeah. Or we're 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 both the hosts here. It's yeah, we're, both the hosts. we're we're very diplomatic here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unlike other pod another podcast I hosted. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> that's dead, thank God. I know I know I'm not trying to bring drama, it's just me being outspoken. So
0: And this is this is quite the podcast to be outspoken on because we, we have we have a lot to cover this episode. Uh first of all I mean, our main our main topic is going to be Power Rangers, which I, I know Reploid Bill, who's listening, he is really excited about this. He's one of the biggest Power Ranger fans I know, other than my friend Chris D.C. Verdiah. But uh, there's a, been a little bit of news going on that I wanted to get your input on, uh, Anthony, and that is the new reveal of the new Batman suit.
1: Have you seen this yet? Yeah, it's not bad. I know a lot of people are complaining about it, but... You know what the thing about Batman that's so strange is it has a history of people complaining and then getting yeah. proven wrong all the yeah. time. And and I'm not ta- I'm talking pre-internet. Mhm. I'm talking Batman 89.
0: Yeah, Michael Keaton.
1: There uh, were boycotts at comic book shops and all kinds of stupid shit.
0: I mean, what people don't realize is when Michael Keaton got the cow for Batman 89, uh, he was mainly known as a comedian, like a funny actor. And mm-hmm. and no one could picture the guy who played Beetlejuice, or wasn't he in Mr. Mom? Mm-hmm. No one could picture him being Batman. And he didn't look the part. I mean, he wasn't. It's funny because we think of uh, Robert Patterson, and everyone's talking about how he hasn't bulked <laughs> up yet. He needs to bulk up. You know, Michael Keaton wasn't bulky at all. Like he was, mm-hmm. he wasn't like he didn't have a six pack and abs and stuff. I mean, hell, the, the there was times where he wasn't even in the suit. They they hired a male belly dancer to walk around as Batman. Like, so, I mean, it's it's funny because you're right. Every time there's a new Joker or a new Batman that's cast, it's always people are complaining about it, and people yeah. people are proven wrong most of the time.
1: Yeah, and then there's, you know, like Heath Ledger, which I know you're not a fan of, and I'm kind of a fan, you know, we've talked about this yeah. before. It's in the archives. Go go I think what episode?
0: I think Maybe, was, I think it was like episode 5 or 6 or something like that. We talked about Batman.
1: And when we did a whole episode on Joker, mhm. So we probably touched on it then. Yeah. But anyway, I I, I the point is is, is people were Mostly proven wrong with with Heath Ledger, and then Walking um, Phoenix. Now, interesting. I'm, I'm not a big follower of the Academy Awards, but fun fact: Joker is the only character in the history of the Academy Awards where people have won awards for playing him twice. Yeah, he is the ironically enough a comic book character is the only role that has garnered people two Academy Awards.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: That is crazy. The Joker. The fucking Joker.
0: <laughs> and, and speaking of Joker, I I have to kind of admit something. I, I haven't sat down and watched a full episode, but every time the trailers come up, I've been watching it, and I've been laughing hysterically more than I expected. But have you seen clips of that Harley Quinn cartoon?
1: Yeah, I've seen clips of it, but I haven't watched it, though.
0: I haven't I, ha- wa- I haven't watched it, but holy shit, it's funny.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I should. I have DC Universe, obviously, which yeah. probably doesn't surprise anyone. Um, But, oh, speaking of Harley Quinn, did you see Birds of Prey? I didn't. All I Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I got to say this, though, real quick about movies. You saw Sonic, though, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I saw a movie last night, and it's a movie that everyone's been talking about. And I have to say it lives up to the hype, and it's not Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Are you talking about it's, Birds of Prey?
1: No. Parasite. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to watch that. Watch it. It's a fucking masterpiece. It is a fucking fantastic film. Yeah. It is. It's just so fucking good. It is so goddamn good, and it's so thought-provoking and so deep that mm-hmm. I want to watch it again. And it's, But it's wonderfully done, and it's a good What's great about it is it's a commentary on, on class structure, and mm-hmm. it does it It commentates on it on both sides. It doesn't fuck it. I don't think it exactly takes sides, but it shows the ramifications of what culture, class culture can do.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I was so confused when I first heard about parasites. I just saw the anime. <laughs> In the manga, like everyone's like, yeah, Parasite.
1: And I'm like, holy shit, Parasite. And I'm like, wait, that's not Parasite. <laughs> it, oh yeah, yeah, it's not the anime. This is a compl- this has nothing to do with that. There's no <laughs> there's no science fiction or horror. But if you like Snowpiercer and the host, which is because it's the same director. Yeah. Which have you, you have you seen those? I, I haven't seen those. You haven't seen I think Snowpiercer's on something. You gotta watch Snowpiercer.
0: I could definitely find I can find it. I have a I have a jailbroken fire stick I got for Christmas, so I could definitely <laughs> find it. <laughs>
1: oh shit. But yeah, watch Paris you could probably watch Parasite.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw it pop up on my uh on my fire stick and that's how I watched um the Mr. Rogers movie, which was very it was very good. But it wasn't what I was expecting. uh, Mm. Because when we see the trailers, it looks like a bio film about Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. Right. Um, But it's not. It's about this, and not spoiling anything, but it's about this journalist who kind of lost his way with life being a journalist and kind of seeing things through uh, just kind of just very, very dreary. And he's got his own life issues, and he ends up getting the job to... Uh, interview Mr. Rogers and his experience with Mr. Rogers changes his life and it was based off a of true story too. So it was really good but it was what I was expecting.
1: Yeah. Do you remember in the 90s all the strange i, I not changing subject but do you remember all the strange rumors about Mr. Rogers being a creep and shit?
0: I remember the rumors of him being like a freaking Navy SEAL and, and a sharpshooter and he had like full long arm tattoos like a fucking Yakuza. That's what was, that's what I remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, there was ones that he would like want to watch public beatings in Korea and shit or oh my gosh. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> fucking weird rumors.
0: Oh man. But yeah, I, I would I would say, um uh, the Mr. Rogers movie, I think it's called Won't You Be My Neighbor, um uh, definitely check it out. Especially if you grew up watching Mr. Rogers, Tom Hanks does a great job. I mean it was it was that sort of method acting that you could definitely Start to lose that it was Tom Hanks; that it felt like you were watching Mister Rogers.
1: Gotcha. So it's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, and
0: and Sonic was really good too. Sonic was Sonic felt like a '90s movie that was in the vault for you know thirty plus years, and they finally decided to make it into a movie because it's so '90s.
1: Talk talk about a movie that exceeded everyone's expectations, though.
0: Oh yeah, everyone wanted this movie to fail,
1: like and it di- and it did it. It broke records, and it's probably number one again. And
0: is is the highest grossing video game
1: movie ever right now? I think it's the video game movie everyone's been waiting for too, which no one expected it to be. Yeah, and and one of the things too that I've I've
0: was talking to some of our friends about was if you notice, like Santa Hedgehog was really good. Uh Detective Pikachu did really well. I, I watched a little bit of Detective Pikachu. I wasn't really feeling feeling it. Uh but I could see where folks like it. But the thing is, is like have you noticed like video game movies are starting to get good and I have a weird theory about this and I think I know why video game movies are starting not to suck. It's because the people that are in Hollywood making video game movies fucking played video games. Yeah. Because you think about it, when we had, you know, Super Mario Brothers movie, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, which I, I like Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter is good in its own way, but...
1: It's, it's a, a parody. Yeah. you got to look at it as a parody of the of the game.
0: Yeah, and whenever you see any interviews by the directors and they mention the video game, they're like, yeah, you know, I played it for five minutes. Or, or, or my, my son really liked the game. Like, there's no one at that time that was, like, really into video games that were like... I really want to make this into a movie. And and Sonic and Detective Pikachu have something both in common. They were taking a uh, a live action actor and pairing him with a cartoon like CG character. And that's such a good combo because you think of some of the other movies that did so well. You think of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like that was a good thing. A uh, cool world. You know, you think of movies like that and you're like or, or Space Jam. Something mm-hmm. about that dynamic of having like a real person with a CG now, but at the time animated character. I think that does a great thing of mending the two worlds together and makes it seem more approachable to not only the fans, but for newcomers as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And it, it, it's... When you have the human character, it's really the bridge. Yeah. It, so... But some movies, I don't think you can do that, though. Now, yeah. I know we're getting a, a Mario movie in a couple years. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, would be tricky, considering Mario's a human, so... Yeah, I think the Mario movies is going to be all
0: CG. I think it's just going to be a CG movie, which which w- would work out.
1: Yeah. yeah it, we, we, last time we saw it as a live action, it was... I don't know what the fuck that was, but... <laughs>
0: Uh, the actors didn't know what it was. I mean, the, the guy who played Mario was drunk out of his mind the whole time that he was filming that movie. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he was also in Roger Rabbit and Hook, which is a really good movie, but the whole time he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah. Can you blame movie... him? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's so weird, let's make Bowser a crime boss. And Yeah. Even, what... though, even though I will
0: say Dennis Hopper did a good job. Like, for what he had, he... He was passionate about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jeremy Irons Dungeons and Dragons performance. Yeah. The Dragons! Yeah, what the fuck was that? I No clue. But, anyway, Sonic the Hedgehog is great, you said.
0: Yeah, I definitely recommend it. It definitely left itself open for a sequel. And, uh, you know, Jim Carrey was excellent in it. Jim Carrey tapped into his 90s Jim carrey and... It was like his Robotnik made me think of, you know, had little notes of uh, the Mask meets the Riddler. That's what it kind of made me think of. Not what I was expecting, because when I first heard Jim Carrey was playing Dr. Robotnik, I was like, oh, he's just going to be Mr. Grinch. I could see him doing the Mr. Grinch voice being Dr. Robotnik, but it wasn't. That's good. Yeah.
1: But... uh, yeah, and one real quick, real quick. I think this might be his comeback, because what has he done that's been notable in the last decade?
0: Uh, he hasn't done much. I mean... Mr. Popper's Penguins? Yeah, I mean, pretty much before this. I mean, he's been... The only thing he's really been in the media about is the media saying he completely lost his mind. That's about it.
1: Yeah, and he did that, does that TV show Kidding on Showtime. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Which is about a depressed mr rogers
0: oh yeah i heard about that
1: yeah that his son dies and he's in the depression and he's trying to cope with his wife with a new relation it just really sounds really like a downer Mm. so and we we don't remember jim carrey being in downers that's the thing yeah and sonic doesn't well he's the bad guy and probably gets defeated but it's not a downer downer
0: no he it's it's funny the the whole movie itself is really funny. I mean, there were parts that I I actually did like burst out laughing, and I wasn't expecting it. Because um, I mean, I'll, sometimes I watch comedies, and I know where parts are supposed to be funny. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. But then there those parts that I was actually really laughing about. Um, not not the to give away too spoil, not to not give away spoilers. But I do want to talk about a scene in the movie that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Okay, because this is the epitome of Jim Carrey. So there's a part where you know. Doctor Robotnik is confronting the sheriff in uh, Green Hills, looking for Sonic, and he gets in the guy's face and he's talking about, you know, Doctor Robotnik's talking about how smart he is. He's like, "Listen here, I was making formulas while you were spitting out formula." And the sheriff's like, uh, "I was actually breastfed." And without skipping a beat, Jim Carrey goes, "Nice," <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that chemistry. I was like, "Oh my god, that's funny." But yeah, I I do recommend it. Sonic the Hedgehog really really fucking good movie. There you go. <laughs> but uh getting into the the meat and potatoes of this episode because I mean this this is our I, this is my childhood. This is this is definitely what I grew up with. This is my bread and butter. And we're talking about the Power Rangers. And and just for the sake of the podcast not being, you know, an 8-hour long podcast and not to mention I don't think you and I have watched every single season and incarnation no. of Power Rangers. But we're going to try to stick more to like the Mighty Morphin and maybe a little bit of Zeo uh because I know personally like after Zeo when it became like Power Rangers Turbo, Power Rangers in Space, I kind of I kind of moved on. You know, I kind of moved on to other things at that time. I wasn't watching it as much, but... Right. But, like, the first three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I was just really into it. But let me ask you, Anthony, um, how did you get into Power
1: Rangers? Well, by the t- by the time that they had come out, I was already in fourth and fifth, so I was more into comic books and such. Mm-hmm. But I kind of watched it, and I dug it, and... Uh, what I, I, the first thing I noticed was the footage didn't match because I was – because the footage with the Power Rangers and all that looked really grainy compared to the footage that was filmed with them as kids. Yeah. So I had a feeling that it was something – It you could tell it was something not from our country.
0: For me, I, I, noticed, I noticed that when they would show scenes with Rita Repulsa. Because I was like her, right. li- her lips aren't matching with what she's saying right now, so yeah. I, I kind of figured that maybe it was because you know I grew up watching kung fu movies. I, I figured that was might have been something like in Asia because you know Rita is clearly a Japanese woman in a witch costume. So I was I was thinking it was something overseas. I didn't know, and we'll get into this. I didn't know it was completely other series called you know Super Sentai. I didn't even know Zoo about Ranger. that. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. But for me what got me in the power rangers and it is really interesting because power rangers when it first came out came on in the mornings around 8 8:30 in the mornings on weekdays which is just media suicide if you're trying to go towards kids because by the time power rangers was being shown on television kids were in school you know so i remember i was I I was sick. I had to stay home, and I remember I I remember seeing commercials for Power Rangers, and I finally watched my first episode, and I was just like hooked. I, I loved it. I loved all the giant robots. I loved all the transformations. I loved all the the fighting, the the heavy metal guitar, just everything about it. I loved, and I got my mom to get me a VHS of uh power rangers and the episode that it was was the episode where they're in the carnival and you got the skeleton with like the scarecrow hat oh yeah 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 uh he was he was the monster in that episode i had on vhs and i remember in second because i was in second grade i remember like every friday we could bring a movie and, and kids could watch it and um i decided i wanted to bring in my power rangers vhs so i brought it in I told the teacher about it. She was like, yeah, you guys can watch it. So we watched it. And I remember like, I was the only one in the class that was in the power Rangers. Cause I, I saw it before everyone else. So I single handedly introduced every single classmate in that classroom <laughs> to power Rangers, <laughs> And I remember right after we watched Power Rangers, it was recess time, and all the kids wanted to play Power Rangers. I mean, they were making up colors because they're like, oh, I'm the Red Ranger. Oh, I'm the I'm the Blue Ranger. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm the Yellow Ranger. And some kid's like, I'm the Brown Ranger. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it got so crazy, and then everyone's outside beating the hell out of each other, and then we couldn't play Power Rangers anymore because some kid got roundhouse kicking the head and knocked the teeth out, you know. <laughs> but uh, but I remember that was that was – but got me into it, and then I started collecting the the toys. I remember the toy. You remember how expensive the toys were?
1: Yeah, the toys were pretty pricey.
0: I started collecting toys, and I had never seen bootleg toys as much as I did when Power Rangers came out. I did it seem that way to you? Like when Power Rangers came out, there was so many bootleg Power Ranger toys.
1: Yeah, and I think it's because of the Asian market, because of the zoo. Ran- they were probably. Because of the Sentai shit, there was probably bootlegs out there already. Yeah. I guarantee you that's a big factor in that.
0: Yeah, and there's no doubt there was probably like actual Sentai figures that were in the dollar store that looked bootlegged to us at the time because we didn't know anything about the series come to think about it.
1: Yep. Yep. Now, real quick about Zeranger. Um, now, here's the crazy thing. We live in a day and age where... Zoo Ranger is pretty accessible. It is. It's very accessible, and I and I say this because the thing with Zoo Ranger is that it's. I have Shout Factory, so they have Zoo Ranger. They have Car Ranger, which is Turbo, and they have a, a bunch. I think up to maybe about like two thousand four old Sentai series mm-hmm. complete. Now, I don't think there's anything before Zoo Ranger, though, they have. Yeah. Because for those that may not know, I'm pretty sure everyone does, but a lot of kids uh, get surprised by this. The Power Ranger franchise originated with Sentai. It's been around since the 70s. Yep. Since, like, 73. So it's going to be about 50 years old.
0: Which is insane to think about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and Oh, go ahead.
0: I was about to say, and, and you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have the, the Power Rangers phenomenon right now in the States if it wasn't, of course, for Saban, uh, you know, because Saban, they took the idea originally that Stan Lee had. Uh, Stan Lee really tried to push Super Sentai to the American market way earlier before Mighty Morphin. They actually made a pilot of another Sentai show, I can't remember the name of it, but See Marvel did a deal with Tatsunaku which is the uh the company that that was responsible for Super Sentai and mm-hmm. and Ultraman and all that sort of television shows. They did a, a deal and they made some uh Marvel movie or TV shows in Japan, uh, most notably the Spider-Man uh Japanese show which is going to be included in the the sequel to Enter the Spider-Verse, which is really awesome.
1: <laughs> the Japanese yeah, oh, the, he, the one that has nothing to do with Spider-Man. Pretty yeah,
0: that's like completely different. That was honestly the first time that the Sentai series was introduced to giant robots. Like, if it wasn't for the Spider-Man j- Japanese show, we wouldn't have a Megazord. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. But like, it's, now, cra-
1: it's crazy to think about that. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but. Do you know Mighty Morphin was not the first Sentai series in the US? That's right. A lot of people... I saw this as a kid. And the first Sentai... There, there was a show on USA Network that was a comedy show. And they took... I don't know which one. I'm looking it up now. But they took one of the Sentai series and dubbed it as a comedy show. Mm. So I'm trying to... um. Let's see. I'm trying to look up the show, but I remember it was on there, and I remember seeing it as a kid. And they, like I said, it was a comedy show. And a couple years ago, I saw clips to it.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was the show that I was talking about with uh, Stanley. I'm trying to remember that one myself. Cause, yeah, because I saw, I got that information from uh, a show on Netflix that the listeners should definitely check out as uh toys we grew up with and they have an episode on power rangers and it's pretty much a history on not just power rangers, but sent super sentai and how, you know, it started out in Japan and how they got into super sentai, how they got into uh, the Tatsunaku stuff. And I hope I'm saying that right, but they got into all that and um, how it just kind of turned into what, what it is. And now, now here we are with season 24 of Power Rangers Dino Morphers, which is right. which is gonna have the return of the original Red Ranger.
1: Yeah, Beast Morphers. Yeah. Now let
0: me let me ask you this. You uh, said Dino Morphers. Ah, uh, my bad. Let me it's all good. Let me ask you this, Anthony. Um uh, what did you think about the changing of the Power Rangers? What I mean by that is when when they changed the red, black, and yellow ranger.
1: It was It was a little off-putting.
0: Yeah. Because I I was always a big Jason fan, so I was automatically pissed.
1: But, to be fair, they did it subtly. Yeah. Because they introduced those those characters before they became Power Rangers. They didn't just suddenly appear.
0: Yeah. Because what had happened behind the scenes were those three actors, they weren't getting paid... Uh, what they wanted to get paid, and they were kind of like, hey, we want to get paid a little bit more because, I mean, they saw this merchandise money, and, I mean, they were getting, I think the Power Rangers, like, back then, I think they were getting paid around minimum wage at the time, and they were like, we need to make more money, and they, they were kind of like, okay, well, you're gone. And they had stock footage of the three actors in a couple of episodes and then they finally added the the three new new actors, like started introducing them. And I remember when I saw Jason get replaced by Rocky, I was so pissed because Jason was my favorite Ranger. And and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because later on, about shy of three years ago, I got to meet Rocky. I got to meet the Red Ranger at the Fayetteville Comic Con, and what a fucking dick he is. Ah! Oh, okay. Okay, uh, to Fayetteville Comic Con, okay, I've been to a lot of conventions. I've been to a lot of anime conventions. I mean, there was a, t- there was a time of uh, Animazement when I went there. We got to sing Happy Birthday to the creator of Cowboy Bebop. I mean, if you met a Japanese voice actor or an American voice actor at Animazement and you want to get your picture taken, they didn't right. care. They were like, hell yeah, let's get a picture taken. Here, get your friend in it. Come on, let's go. You know, to get my, my uh, pamphlet signed by the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop didn't cost me a dime. I just had to stand in line for two hours. But Fayetteville Comic Con was a total cash fest. And all these, you know, B list actors and nostalgic shows that people have been in, they had uh, the dude from freaking uh, Flash Gordon there. He was there. Oh, shit. And the thing is, like, everyone you met, you had to pay for the autograph, which I didn't mind. Okay. So I go up and I meet Rocky. I can't remember the actor's real name, but I met him. I got him to sign the little picture of him being the Red Ranger, and I just asked him, like, hey, man, do you mind if we take a picture real quick? And he's like, oh, um, that's going to cost extra.
1: Jesus. And I'm
0: like, thinking in my head, like, seriously, dude, you're going to charge me to take a picture of you with my phone? I mean, you should be glad that we still see you relevant after all these years. I understand you got to pay bills, but holy shit. Yeah, I don't I know Mizraki Rocky from, from the Power Rangers. And I I understand you gotta pay your bills and maybe he hasn't had I mean, obviously he hasn't had a big acting career afterwards, because I don't know what else he's been in. But yeah, I was just like, man, that the only person who was really humble at that convention that let me take a picture with him was the the artist behind Marvel Zombies. Mm. He was he was a class act. Like he was awesome. He, he signed my stuff. I got a picture with him. He was awesome.
1: But Rocky's a dick. Rocky's That's a total awesome. dick. Yeah. <laughs> now, fu- now, real quick the the sentai that the first sentai that actually came here was Dynaman, the eighty three series. Okay. And it was on USA Network's <laughs> Night Flight, and that was a show that was a comedy show, and they took ep- six episodes of it and parried it in, like, five-minute segments. Oh, wow. So that's why, as a kid, I knew I had seen something like the Power Rangers before. Yeah. And it was on the USA Network. So, yeah, uh, Zoo Ranger was not the first Power Rangers to come here.
0: Yeah. And, and, And the crazy thing is, you talk to a lot of Power Ranger fans today that are adults, one of the things they always talk about is all right, man. I would love to see a a Power Rangers made for you know our generation that's a little bit more dark and gritty. And I have to say, if you want to watch a more dark and gritty Power Rangers, watch Zoo Ranger.
1: <laughs> it's shit, yeah, watch the or the original.
0: Yeah, because I mean, depressing. Yeah, because I mean, it was aimed towards kids, and it's definitely got that kid-like thing to it. But the premises behind the show, like. What made Rita Repulsa, or better known Ban- on that show, Bandora? Yeah, Bandora. What made her the the person that she is is a pretty dark story in Zoo Ranger. I mean, do do you remember? Do you remember what what happened with that? If, would you want to elaborate on it?
1: Yeah, her kid gets killed by a dinosaur or something.
0: Yeah, so she sells her soul to Satan. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, so the bad guy really isn't her too. Right, it's um. What is it? It's um, it's Satan. Yeah. And at the end of the series, it's fucking twenty years, thirty years at this point. Might as well spoil it. But at the end of that series, they fu- they ha- she gets basically Satan goes crazy. They fight a giant head called Great Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know is in the series is something else, but great. They fight a giant head, and it's Great Satan. And at the end, she actually gets some redemption. Oh, and uh, Goldar and Scarpina have a child. Yeah. Or Lammy. Scarpina is called Lammy for some reason. But they have a baby, and Bandora it redeems Bandora. Something fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: you know, it, it was it was so dark. And I remember the the one thing she said when Bandora was like causing all this destru- destruction, and her method of her madness because she was going after all the the children on Earth, and she was like, you know, pretty much she was wanting to kill all the children on Earth. She's because, a child murderer. Yeah, because she was like. No, no parents know the true pain until they lose their child. And I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking dark. Yeah, that's a kids' show
1: in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but they, they, the thing about Mighty Morphin' though that I think has its charm is while it doesn't have that darkness and maturity to it, it's got the nineties, the nineties charm to it. Yeah it's it's a total like that show is totally a 90s series yeah the way everyone dresses the way the re- the relationships are very say by the bell like mm-hmm it's it's a pure 90s show no ifs and n- doubts about that
0: and and you watch it now as an adult and and you get that charm from the nineties you know that nostalgia and the say by the bell elements that you talked about, but also you see it as a giant toy commercial.
1: Mm, yeah, oh, it
0: is. Because like, every other week, it's like, oh, there's a new Zord coming out.
1: Real quick, have you noticed that trend's gone? Oh, yeah. The kids, um, let's make a toy commercial for kids cartoon, and it becomes something much more.
0: That's because kids don't play with toys anymore.
1: They still make tons of action figures, but they make them a Marvel and shit.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of those toys are, honestly, I think a lot of it's gauged more towards us. Like the older generation now, because I mean, I, I think about you know my girlfriend's kids. They don't they don't really play with action figures. I mean they they watch stuff on their phones or watch YouTube. You know, it's, my it's son crazy. doesn't.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. he's never really played played with them when he was younger.
0: I couldn't go a day without playing my fucking action figures, man.
1: It's 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 weird, but you know what? I'm sure there are kids who still play with them. There's got to be. Yeah. Maybe it's just not in our realms.
0: Because I, I remember being a kid and having, like, I, I would I would sit there and put my own scenarios. I'd be like, Power Rangers teams up with He-Man and fight the Transformers. I would do shit like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that, uh, that was
1: good times. Real quick, let's talk about one element of Power Rangers, Fox Kids. Did not Fox Kids have the best kids lineup?
0: They really did. At the time? Well, and also, you know, with the the popularity of Power Rangers, we started getting other shows that that Saban was coming out with. That was uh, the same the same thing they were doing with with the Sentai series. they are taking, you know, those shows and turning them into another show. You remember uh, shows like VR Troopers and Big Bad Beetleborgs?
1: Yup, and Masked Rider, which was Common Rider.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. I never- and, there was and I a, remember
1: Big Bad Board at Beagle Borgs or
0: whatever. And there was that other show too that uh it was like Cyber Squad Unit or something like that that had uh like, Matthew Lawrence and it looked like a bootleg Ultraman.
1: Yeah. What was that show called? And it was a Japanese show they took. I think Saban did do that one too.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was interesting because like I remember watching Ultraman and then seeing that come on TV, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's Ultraman. Uh, oh. I'm looking, up, I'm looking up the show right now. But yeah, freaking Matthew Lawrence, uh, Joey Lawrence's brother.
1: What was it called? Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. That's what it was. And it was Dick Productions. And it was in the definition of the Japanese series Denko Denko Chojin Gridman. Or Gridman the Hyper Agent.
0: Yeah, because that show took place in cyberspace. Because I remember it was like this kid who was like kind of like the, the lanky of the, the main bad guy. The main bad guy was stuck in cyberspace and had this kid who was making all these like computer viruses. And it was up to... Uh, you know Matthew Lawrence and his squad to like control this giant robot in cyberspace to fight uh, the, the the viruses. Okay, it was cool. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I remember that one. I remember he like had a P- PC or something, and there's mm-hmm. a basement they hung around in. Yeah, total nineties. Yeah, <laughs> so we got we got that one, and then we have. What else was there?
0: I mean, I remember VR Troopers, and I remember a lot of my friends and I didn't like VR Troopers because there were only three of them. <laughs> as weird <laughs> as that sounds, we're like, there's only three of them? That's what lame. About Com-
1: what about Masked Rider?
0: I think by the time Mass Rider was coming out, I think that's when I was kind of dipping out of watching Power Rangers. Because that was a lot later on. Because I remember Masked Rider was, made a cameo in, I believe, Power Rangers in Space. I believe he made a cameo on that and by the time Power Rangers in Space came out I was still watching it a little bit but I wasn't into it as much because I do remember Power Rangers uh, Lost in Space had the cameo with the Ninja Turtles the next mutation which was pretty bad
1: well yeah let's oh, fuck let's not talk about that
0: Good, I mean there is some redeeming with Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers going on now with the comics though I will say yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, the way they did it, but back then, I don't... It was like a shitty put-together thing.
0: Yeah. Which the Power Ranger comics, I will say, like, Power Ranger comics are awesome. Like, they have, like... I I remember I was reading this one comic. They had an alternate timeline where Tommy starts having, like, post-traumatic stress disorder about being evil, and he ends up staying bad and becomes, like... He overthrows Rita and Lord Zed and becomes the new bad guy. He's like Lord uh, Dragon, huh? And he's like a is mi- like a mixture of the White and Green Ranger, and he's a bad guy. Holy I thought that shit. Was, that was pretty fucking awesome.
1: That's pretty cool. That, I'll have to check those out. The, the IDW comics, right? Uh huh. Okay, so I have to ask you something about Mighty Morphin. Do you remember about five years ago? And I, this reminded me because it sounds like we're on the topic of more mature Power Rangers interpretations. Do you remember that fan film that came out with James Vanderbeek? Oh, God.
0: Yeah, I remember it, hating it, which is ironic because the same guy who made that fan-made uh, trailer kind of short movie is the same guy that's doing the Castlevania show on Netflix, which is insane. Because I like the Castlevania show, but I hated that version of Power Rangers.
1: Was it what what was it too dark? was that the thing
0: yeah, I think it was it was so dark that it seemed like it was kind of just being like kind of making fun of itself like I think one of the power Rangers was like an old like drug addict or something, I'm like really like I think they they said Billy was like a heroin addict
1: or something. I'm like, what bulk and skull were were drug addicts that's what it was. It was and they just, overdosed like everyone died in a Billy was killed because he was a homosexual. Yeah, <laughs> and and then uh, and then uh, what was it? Tommy was it Tommy and Kimberly? They they were gunned down. <laughs> <What> the fu-
0: <laughs> and, and then at the, and then at the very end, like you find out, Lord Zed is like a homeless guy. Like he picks up the 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 Lord Zed rod and he's like, oh, I'm back now." And he was like a hobo. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it
1: was so dumb. And then the the Kimberly that was in the show was really Rita. Yeah. And then it ended with her attacking fucking Tommy and it had fucking James Vanderbeek. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And, and and you knew it was bad when like you have uh you know Austin St. John and uh Jason Frank you know the the red the red ranger and the original green ranger you, when you have them being like we have no part in this we we don't want they didn't even want to give their opinion on it uh because say what you will uh those two guys especially have really been almost became the ambassadors of the Power Rangers now you know, they go to conventions, they you know, they're very uh very much into the the whole situation and being very humbled about it and they, they hated it. And I, I remember I would complain about it online and some people were like, Well, this is like the Power Rangers for us. I'm like, No, this is Power Rangers meets Jerry Springer. This is not Power Rangers, you know.
1: You know what though? You know what got the more mature Power Rangers right though? Was the two thousand seventeen film.
0: I still need to see that. I still haven't seen
1: it. See, see, what it did was... It matured... It, it, there's some really dark elements, but not to the point where it's like everyone's a drug addict or something. Yeah. They're not overdosing and shit like that.
0: Freaking... You don't have like the Blight Ranger owing child support or something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man, I gotta Palma my Macedon Zord, man. I gotta pay this child support.
1: Oh, shit. You had stuff like the Pink Ranger <laughs> was kind of bullied and just stuff like that. And they were yeah. sort of outcasts. Jason was on – what was Jason's problem? He was like on fucking – he was like a troubled kid mm-hmm. and his dad was the sheriff and that type of stuff. But it it's really good though. Trini was struggling with her sexuality, but they didn't like really push that in your face.
0: Yeah, and it had uh, Brian Cranston playing Zordon, who actually had a, a large part in the original Mighty Morphin. He did a lot of the voices for the monsters.
1: A lot of people forget early Brian Cranston roles. Yeah. He was in a lot of anime dubs, too, in the 90s. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. the
0: second Black Ranger, actually, he's he's really into anime. He's I can't remember his name, but he does a lot Johnny of Johnny vo- Young Bosch. Yeah, he does a lot of voice acting for anime. Matter of fact, he's the new voice actor for Broly for the Dragon Ball series.
1: And he voiced Kaneda in the second dub of Akira. Mm-hmm. He did Kaneda. He's done a ton of ton of roles. And he's really well known in the anime. And he's a pretty decent guy from what I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's that. And then um, Kimberly's been in several shows. Uh, her big break was in Felicity, the J.J. J. Abrams show. Yeah. Which I never watched that.
0: Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think we're getting we're getting close to the the hour mark on the show, I believe. But man, we could be talking about Power Rangers all day. So let let me ask you this, Anthony: What was what was your favorite Power Ranger episode?
1: It was the episode I remember watching this when Lord Zed pops up and he destroys the di- the dinosaurs. Oh yeah. And then they get the new the newsords, which were borrowed from another Sentai series.
0: Yeah, because that's that's what they would do. They'd be like, you know, we need to sell more toys. Let's let's get some more Japanese footage and throw in there.
1: But they never used the footage. But if you know this, in the second and third season, there were more American footage of of the Power Rangers fighting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. There were a lot more footage of the Japanese of the jap of the American actors in the suits. In the later seasons, yeah, Be- because the Sentai series that they couldn't use the old footage all the time,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it was getting to the point where you could notice it after a while,
1: yeah, because Lord Zed used the new super putties or whatever, and they didn't have that in the Japanese version. Lord Zed was a wholly new creation, too. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of like, once you see the second season a lot of those characters and such were original. Now, the White Ranger was borrowed from that other Sentai series that was after Zoo Ranger. Mm-hmm. But that was the only Japanese footage of a Power Ranger from that series in the second season. If I recall, I'm sure they... You know who would know more? Fucking Reploid Bill.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That he would. he would definitely. My... My favorite Power Ranger episode was, I mean, just the whole Green Green Ranger saga, and I I like, you know, how the Green Ranger was bad, and he turned good, but then it got to the point where he had the, the green candle, and he was losing his powers, that was like, that was some serious shit back then, you know, it was like, holy crap, he's... He's no longer a Power Ranger. Like it wasn't like, oh, he's he's going to save the day. Something's going to happen to the candle, and he'll he'll be fine. No, he straight up lost his powers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, later on, he turned into the White Ranger. But I remember how real that was, and I was just like, for for a kid at the time, I was like, man, this is this is pretty intense.
1: And then remember with the Green Ranger, he died in the Sentai one.
0: He did because wasn't he the Red Ranger's brother?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah, because I remember he he died and the Red Ranger put on his uh, golden vest. And I remember they used that in the Power Rangers uh, episode. They used it for that, but it was in the original Zoo is because the Green Ranger died. I remember reading up and watching that. And what was really interesting is if you notice about the Green Ranger vest, you can always tell when it's... Actual American footage and Japanese footage, and the best way to, to tell with the Green Ranger is the vest. The vest in the Japanese version looked really, really good. The American version almost looked like it was made of cloth. Like it was very like, like foamy. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It was kind of interesting how they did that. They couldn't get the same material, it seemed. But they did what they could do. Yep, indeed, indeed, and uh, I think. I think this wraps up uh, an episode, though, because we're we're hitting that hour mark. So So
1: what are are we doing next time?
0: You know, uh, I think our next episode is actually going to be covering Castlevania Season 3, because March
1: 5th. It'll be our first follow-up show, too, in the show we've already done.
0: Yep. It would actually be a follow-up to our first ever episode. Yeah, yeah because our first episode was all about Castlevania. And it's crazy to think that we're finally getting season three. I'm kind of, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll do some like pre-show predictions or, um, uh, like talk real quick. I, I'm actually nervous about season three. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, because it seems that they, you know, season one and two, they really season one, especially they stuck really close to the Castlevania lore season two. They took some liberties, Where season three, it seems like they're taking even more liberties. So it's going to be kind of interesting what their interpretation of Castlevania will be in season three. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to that episode to see what you think about it. And I'm really looking forward to watching it because, you know, Dracula's not around anymore. Like, what are they going to do now? You know?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I think the main focus is going to be uh, Carmilla. I think she's going to be the... The baddie, she seems to have her own like vampire posse, which is, I don't know, it just seems really weird. I, I don't know what they're going to do with this.
1: We'll see come September, I mean March 3rd. <laughs> I was going to say, I
0: hope it's not September, damn. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for it. But hopefully we'll get a season four. Yeah. I, I, if they play the cards right, they can make this into like a very long series. Because I mean, there's we haven't even tapped into the other Belmonts yet. We've only went through with Trevor. We haven't went through you know Richter Belmont and and Simon. And I mean, I think Simon would be the good like last season, like going into Simon Belmont.
1: Yeah, are we are we still on Trevor? Yeah. Okay, season three still has Trevor. Yeah. Okay.
0: So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out on other podcast catchers, including you know Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, all of our – we're on that, as well as if you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, you can check out our archived episodes on YouTube as well. But anyway, guys, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be blasting off to the next episode and cracking a whip for Season 3 of Castlevania.